Hello everyone and welcome to another horrific review. Well, uh, I suppose I'll start this off with a bit of bad news today. Obviously those in the media. Uh, today, sadly, Lisa Loring passed away. For those of you not familiar with her, she was the actress that played the original Wednesday Adams in the Black and White series. Um, only 65. Flip. Bit of a shock now. I didn't go into the gory details. That's the thing. Being a horror fan, uh, yeah, I laugh at the fantastical, but I don't understand people that are ghoulish about real life events. Might seem a bit weird, but do you know those that like somebody dies, I have to know every detail, like of an actual person? I don't get that. I also don't get people that like true crime. Now, if you do, that's your thing, but uh, to me, that's my line is when it becomes real and actual people are involved. I tend to not be interested. I, I, I sort of, it's more that's their business, not mine. But yeah, um, yeah, you heard my review of the Wednesday series, and it was based off one actress's rendition of the character, you know, doing the moody goth. But even in the like the Adams family movies, Wednesday wasn't completely, you know, typical goth kid. You know, she was better than that. Um, and Lisa's portrayal of Wednesday was actually more upbeat and light. And it was uh, akin because the whole point was embracing your differences. That was that was the Adams family and the monsters. It was the whole idea. If you were anyway different, cookie or weird, it was perfectly fine. And that was you know it was all about a family's love, which obviously is illegal now under the you know the cult of wokeism. But they were actually good stories. Hard to know that um, if you find the right people in your life friendships, whatever else, it didn't matter who you were or what you were. Um, you could have the, be uh, the best bonds. So, bit of a shame. Um, hi, Mike. Thanks for tuning in. Great to have you. Uh, just about to dive in the movie, but I thought I'd uh, just discuss today's news if uh, you just heard me talking about it. Um, yeah. Um, I hope she was all right. You know, it seemed quite sudden, obviously, at her age. Uh I hadn't heard any news about her being ill or anything, even just uh, you know being put out there. So, God, I hope uh, at the end of the day, I hope it was peaceful. Uh, while it's a shame, and she went so young, uh, I hope she wasn't in like terrible amounts of pain or misery. You know, I hope she had at least a chance to live her life the best up until the last moment. I think that's. Uh, but yes, I went. Oh, what? Oh, flip. I, mean, I didn't even hear that because um, I don't subscribe to a lot of sci-fi feeds anymore. Um, God, that was a shame. She was good. And she even made a reprisal in uh, Voyager for a, you know, a one-movie throwaway character. Um, I'm not familiar with too much. Same as suppose Lisa Loring. I'm not too familiar with what else she did outside it because uh, uh, just nothing crossed the radar, so to speak. I don't hunt celebrities. Um, there you go. She wasn't, um, she was quite young as well. God, gives you pause for thought, doesn't it? Um, you never know. You never know when your next day is going to be your last day. And that's why it's important that you get the best life you can. I don't just mean chasing riches and that kind of stuff. I mean, actual fulfillment and happiness. Um, I think as horror fans, we appreciate that more. I think because we embrace material and creativity that's a bit more on the dark side and deals with mortality, you know, sometimes the extreme. I think we understand that, where maybe people that don't follow this franchise do. You know, all, all of us know we're just one serial killer away from getting our tickets punched and there's nothing you can do about it. In fact, we're having a good, Cameron and I were having a good debate about this yesterday, just uh, when we're doing the Heart to Clown review. Um, and that's kind of the intriguing aspect is that you really don't know. So those that live in pipe dreams and wishes and, you know, don't actually... It's okay to want more in life, but appreciate what you have because you don't know when that's going to disappear. Um, appreciate the friendships you have. Sorry, I'm getting very philosophical all of a sudden, but I just... Um, 
as you know, death does that. It's it's a great awakener. It just reminds us that we we all have a short time on this earth, and I think as a human, you're kind of obliged to you know make the best of it. Um, but anyway, this movie was not the best use of my time. Uh, I'll wait for their instructions. So, um, 2018, it was made, so quite recent. It looks like a straight to TV. Um, yeah, I didn't hear about this in the cinema or anything, but this is definitely like a, a straight TV movie. <sighs> How will I put this? It's shit. It's shit and forgettable. I'm even finding myself forgetting it now. I only watched it um, 12 hours ago. What was it called? But uh, no, closer to night. Last night, I watched it last night, so uh, obviously got home today. I was going to talk about it. Um, God, it's uh, where do we begin with this? We start off with this couple, Nick and Angie. That's A N J. I she's uh, Indian girl, so it's yeah, Angie. You know, it's Angie or Angie, Angina. You know, there's different. You know, different variations. Like we use Dave for David and all that kind of stuff. Um, she's going with her boyfriend to meet their toxic family. For the first time, and they're doing it by staying over for Christmas. Um, she kind of coerced them into doing it, and he didn't want to. What I find a bit strange is okay, he hasn't spoke to his family in years. He's bringing her. Um, he's bringing her to like stay overnight during the most stressful period in the year. <laughs> waiting for their instructions all right well click the like button for us uh and uh, obviously you subscribe share the episode around get some more eyes on it that's let's get me famous yeah because that's what i'm all about <laughs> now uh i just honestly i like just talking about uh, movies it's one thing to mind see watch something but then thinking about it and talking about it afterwards uh, i'm actually really enjoying it you guys being here with me uh just makes that a wee bit better I'm going to get a few folks on here as well, have a chat. There we go. What more do you need? Doing this sort of thing. And if people enjoy what we do, perfect. But yeah, um, bit of a strange premise. Just He knows his family are bonkers mental. And he doesn't get on with them. He's a black sheep. Because he's, you know, you think you're better. It's, uh, we've seen it. If one family's a certain way and you're anyway different, it's there's a strange resentment about it and it's the whole you think you're better than us it's a very british thing uh maybe you just don't understand it in other parts of the world but definitely in the uk because of the class system we have a very rigid class system here and even now 21st century it's still prevalent and you you forget something sorry i've got to say <coughs> oh excuse me Oh, oh my god. Ah, isn't that lovely and professional? Ah, never do that in a studio, would you? Uh, but anyway, yeah, the class system, uh, and it's as much you're held in shackles by your own class. So if you're a welfare state, what do you want to get a job for? They work, you don't need to work. What are you doing? You will lose our benefits. You work in Glasgow, what do you want to be one of them snobby bastard for? You know, what are you? And that's not, or what are you not working for? You want to be a brew bum? So it goes both ways. Obviously, the middle class is like, hey, well, if you don't go to university, you'll be flipping burgers and uh, fast food chain, and we can't have that, you know. So there's this whole up and down weirdness uh, in this country. Trust me, I've had things fall off this, <laughs> off this wall behind me. Um, there's all sorts of little sticky glue things and uh, my train sets have been drilled in. Um, there's hooks. There's all sorts of stuff behind the scenes <laughs> to keep us all secure. Trust me, I've been, I've had it all happen. I think I've had it happen on camera as well. Just something went thunk. <laughs> if you look back in the older videos, um, and gradually things have more and more um 
Uh, it's always fun. Um, but we, uh, Apocrypha, Apocrypha, little vowels anyway. Yeah, those have been notorious for like falling off and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's always fun. But yeah, this is, um, and thanks for distracting me from the movie because this movie is shit and it's hard to talk about. There's really not much more, much of a plot to it. There's, it's been done better uh, with a better premise in a lot of different movies. Um, would you rather is a good example that done better of that sort of thing. Um, so this turns up with this family and it was made in 2018, but the the house may as well have been from the 90s. You've got the huge old box TVs and all that kind of stuff and just everything looks old and worn. Um, so Nick comes back with Angie, meets uh, his mother's all, you know, glad to see you, but you will stay and she's they're basically beating you over the head, but she's an abused wife. He doesn't get on with his father. Um, something David Bradley's in this. And if you remember um, Hot Fuzz, the guy that with a shotgun, you know, with a landmine, uh, he's a bloody good actor. What the hell is he doing in this shit movie? Uh, waste of, there's a waste of talent right there. Uh, God. I actually thought it was... Uh, uh, who do you call him? Sean Pertry was in this, but it's another actor trying to act like Sean Pertry, if that makes sense. Me shit. But the father appears, and it's this actor, and he he's a civil servant. You may as well say, you know, he's a he's a civil servant. That's the whole thing, and he's all dressed and that. He knows and everything speck and span, and he picks up the one speck of dust. Oh shit, that's me. Oh. Anyway, moving along, uh, he, everyone's ruled under a rod of fear, and he just talks mad dog's pish all the way through this movie. And his uh, granddad, you know, David Bradley's character, um, abuses him and calls him names. So he's like abusing his son, and his son's abusing his son, and that. And it's like, fuck hell, there's no nuance or anything with these characters. And the racist as well, because I had to throw a bit of racism because we're obsessed with this shit at the moment. Thanks, America. Yeah, it's fucking giving us your leftover fucking dirty laundry shit with your obsessions. Yeah, that's come over here. So, of course, the media, normal people here don't give a shit, but the media love it because they're fucking empty heads. And, uh, yeah, that, they brought that all in because of Nick's girlfriend. And, of course, I had to be open about it and just fucking... Uh, um, this may as well be made by the fucking BBC the way it played out because it's more into the bad, these are bad people, you gotta know they're bad people uh, can't have like interesting characters and they're all wooden planks um, the sister uh, Kate is a complete chav uh, trailer trash to translate um, complete chav, she's pregnant with her husband, her husband. he's a fucking chav as well, she's you know, I'm a hard man sort of shit. She's, they don't even sound the same. Do you know why families, if you're a family, you're from an area, you have the same dialect, you have the same patterns of speech, in a sense, you know people are from the same family. Um, These may as well just be a bunch of individuals from all over. Uh, they've all different, like, that you know, British dialects, and I talked about that we but touched on this yesterday. That you know, we you can go five miles and be at a different time, but at the same time, people are very parochial over here and tend to stick in their communities. Um, definitely when you leave, like everyone thinks the UK is London, but it's not. Once you leave London and go to anywhere else, you, you see that other side of the UK, but you don't really see the TV. But this, this is all just a bunch of individuals, there's no attempt friggin tv sitcoms do a better job of having them you know gel and be some sort of cohesive you know even a dysfunctional family because obviously th this thing's beating you over the head this is a dysfunctional family yeah no shit we, we found out in the first five minutes um they just kept going it was a load of fucking crap and 
the father, uh, he's trying to be some sort of master manipulator, but he's not. He's shit. And then when things start kicking off, he falls apart. Anyway, blah de blah, go in there. They're staying for Christmas. This is Christmas Eve, obviously, they turn up. And they get into their first fight, you know, argument within a couple of hours of being there. Uh, Nick and Angie decide they're going to leave first thing in the morning, sneak out, and be done with it. They come down, and then they find out that the house is completely boarded up with a weird black substance. So it looks as if it's metal or something, but it's all like every door and window, and they try it. And then this gets everybody up, and it's like early o'clock in the morning. Of course, there's been news reports about um, a virus or something or weird like that playing on the TV. So there's a foreshadowing. But like um, Shaun of the Dead, that nobody's noticing. Well, kind of knows it, but it's on the news, but it's just not funny. Um, this isn't a comedy anyway, so get it. But yeah, so they're effectively shut on the house. And of course, it becomes, oh, this must be because of the terrorist attack. It was a terrorist attack or something. And yeah, we've now been shut on our homes by the government because they're the only people that have the ability. Does anyone know governments? Governments are fucking stupid. Governments can't organize a piss up in the brewery. I just love the way people say, oh, the government's organizing pool strings. They can't even organize themselves. It's not governments, it's the people behind the governments fucking telling them what to do. The fucking, especially our politicians are all empty fucking muppets and civil servants. Anything do you think a civil servant can organize uh, any sort of secret coup? They can't even uh, freaking do an honest day's work. Do you think they're going to put that time and effort in when they're too busy getting their flexi time, going on strike, going on sick leave, using special leave? Um, you know, just not being in the office, going on weird courses. What fucking civil servants are doing this? I just, I just laugh at people's um, perception of the government as if there's an actual government that's competent. You know, because they would have to be very competent to do all this stuff. And fucking reality tells us different. But there you go. It's the government's the only one that can do this. Blah blah. Um, then the TV appears, and it's. I don't know if you've had it anywhere else, but we had this thing like way back in the day, 70s and 80s, called Teletext. And it was back in the old analog, you know, three stations, TV. And it was like, uh, do you like DOS, the DOS prompt? It looked like a DOS prompt on the TV screen. And you could flick through it. It was the pre, it was like the earliest form of internet. It was so basic. And you used the remote control to flick through news articles. Then as it got more advanced, you could play games on it, but it was so painfully slow. It was pixelated. So we get this screen, await further instructions. And then this movie just goes daft. I mean, stupid, stupid daft. There's no other way to describe it. So the first thing we get told... Oh, God, what was it? There, yeah, there's a virus, so they have to get vaccinated. And then a, a little bag with needles drops through the chimney into the fireplace. And it's an open, they're, they're used needles and they're not, <laughs> not sterilized. So it's like uh, somebody's went down to the hobo park and picked them up off the grass, you know, that sort of stuff, and refilled them up again, put them in the as a block bag and drop them down the chimney and you're like nah nah and then they're actually having a debate whether or not to use it and you're like mate no 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 nobody in the right mind they'd all just go like yeah fuck that and they, these aren't it isn't a council estate um these is a middle class house in a middle class neighborhood so it's not like this is uh you know people are using the grubbing their dinner off the floor and Play them with burnt burnt out tires and stuff. It's a middle class home. Would you? If somebody went, oh, by the way, and a weird instruction on CV goes, yeah, um, got to use this needle, but nah, I'm good, thanks. I'll take my chances. And even um, Angie tries to tell, and her and the sister get into an argument over, what do you know? Well, I'm actually a 
think she's a she's either a nurse or a doctor. Uh, didn't really specify. Just she's medically trained. Uh, the husband's medically trained as well, but he's a complete dev. Of not Nick, but the the husband of Kate who's pregnant. Uh, that's right. You got those two, and I don't know. They're they're fucking pointless characters anyway. Yeah, and God, that's it. Then this whole ten minute scene. The and then eventually they all like the father. We will use these needles. Blah, blah, blah. And oh, fucking oh, oh god, that was the first dopey thing. And then hang on. Yeah, after that, uh, granddad he immediately starts throwing up black stuff and he dies. You know, just like that. Blah. Nobody else just decides to take him. And then they wrap, just wrap him up in the blanket and put him in the bedroom. Because, yeah, that's what you do. And then this is where it just goes, starts getting weird instructions. Then, of course, everyone's like fighting with each other. And we know they're dysfunctional. Yeah, we kind of got that in the first five minutes, but they're really hamming up. It's like they forgot to write a script before they started filming. Oh, shit, we better write stuff down, you know, and. Yeah, fight a lot. That'll do. That'll fill up time. You know, it's almost like they were struggling to fill out uh, a feature-length film. How long was it? Ninety-one minutes. Um, yeah, feature-length film. They they struggled. You could tell they were struggling to like pass time on this thing. Like I said, there's worse movies. There's cheesier movies done better, and I've reviewed a lot of them. <laughs> um. What is it? Uh, one of their members infected, so the, they've just stuck dirty needles in their arms. And then they're told one of them's infected, and then they have to decide which one it is, and of course they pick an Anji, because, yeah, everyone in the UK is racist. Yeah, go us. Woo. Uh, so she gets locked in the bedroom. What I don't get is why Nick, he sits outside the door and talks to her. Why don't you just go in the bedroom with her? And they put her in the bedroom with the body. Yeah, let's be thankful for small mercies because um, I was str- I'm was already struggling now. And this is only like, what was it, 25 minutes, 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes into the movie. I was str- I'm going, they have to watch this. Oh, I suppose it said I was going to. Fuck. Right. I suppose I better finish it. It's too late. Because that's a problem, especially coming home from working stuff, it's like, uh, well, I've got time to watch a movie. Um, and I have to pick one and then just go with it because I don't have time to stop and start another one. <laughs> Maybe do that at the weekends, but generally, <laughs> the one I, I sort of say and I decide to go for it, that's it. I'm, I'm locked in. <laughs> but this is one I go, oh my God, is it over yet? Um, yeah, so that's weird thing. Yeah, one of them's affected, of course, is Angie. And I just don't understand why Nick didn't go into because nobody said he couldn't go into the bedroom with her. Oh, there's this whole thing they couldn't sleep together because you know unmarried couples or something. It's like they've just been living together before he's come down here. The fuck, it's just weird. The the fucking this is more like I just don't know. I don't think they knew what they were doing. Cameron was asked me about that yesterday. Um. Yeah, like I said, I don't like Pedro Potato Head, so I don't really want to watch him. I don't want to see his smug face unless it's getting smashed in. Like, I, I always read, um, when he played, uh, was it Cartel, you know, in the Game of Thrones, I always uh, replay that scene when the mountain squishes his head and goes, it's like, yay, no more Potato Head. Um, yeah, I might give it a go, but I'm not a fan of TV. I think you have kind of figured that out. Generally, if I try and watch a TV show, I'm I'm not invested. I just don't like the medium of TV and TV shows. I think they... It's very rare you get a good one. Uh, Like, obviously, my favourite TV show of all time would have to be Breaking Bad. Uh, That was just cool. That was a story, you know, story. Um, Next, that would be about Babylon 5 because... Even though it was early in the graphics for Hammy, there was a coherent storyline and an overarching story arc from 
beginning to the end. And that I appreciate. Most TV is just cuffing it from season to season and it becomes really obvious. So I don't like that. I'd rather watch I'd rather watch three movies than a TV series. Now obviously the other side of that is of course I'm gonna watch Cobra Kai season six because that series is daft as hell. And especially when you need to cleanse the palate, because you can't just sit and watch horror all the time. As much as I'm a horror fan, you need something to cleanse the palate. So something like completely cookie like Cobra Kai. And you can get it watched in a couple of hours. I'll do that. But generally, I don't like TV shows and series. Even back in the day, um, like I used to be in the comic books big time, um, massive Batman fan. And I stupidly watched the Arrowverse, you know, started watching that and just freaking that became painful after a while. What else was most of it? And also UK TV. Um, a lot of TV series is just absolute crap and we come from a culture of soap operas yeah it's a lot of fun that's and sometimes you need to cleanse the palate and thanks thanks once again for taking me away from this fucking movie because honestly it's it's driving me nuts um yeah that's a lot of fun season three was a bit weird we're doing too much of the teeny stuff but for the most part to get the right balance of the 80s nostalgia the hamminess the adult drama throwing in the teen drama, the passing of the torch, and then it just going really dark for absolutely no reason when you think it's a flipping karate school, you know, and they bring that up and they're self-aware about it. So, yeah, that's fun. So it'll be interesting to see how they play out this last season. Um, they know it's got on a time limit. They'll never, they can't do this forever. Um, maybe the Macchios, Ralph Macchio and the wee girl that plays the Russos will learn to fight one day and look like they can actually fight because... Um, Watching him is kind of tragic. <laughs> that's that's funny. Absolutely, and we need to get into another role playing game sometime. <laughs> Have you do do what you do best? But yeah, um, yeah. There's there's just a handful of selections. I don't really have much beyond that. Maybe mini series. I don't know if that quite counts as TV shows. But, uh, yeah, obviously stuff from back in the day. Episodal, I like episodal stuff, if that makes sense. So where it goes like uh, Star Trek, it was episodal. Every every episode was a contained adventure, finished the end. I was cool with that. I think when the trend became seasons and telling the story in the season, I think that's where things kind of get a bit difficult i think you have to have a limit so you have to have a even if you don't make them all i think you need a storyboard from beginning to the end and when you pitch it okay it will start here it will finish here and that's you know i think you make better products and you'd be better remembered and i think you more chance of getting more work but then again look at the people that work in entertainment industry they're shitheads and they're morons and there's a talent vacuum at the moment hence why this channel is a proponent of independent horror uh that's why we're trying to get as many creatives that we can get in the show and showcase and all that stuff because these dingbats um are just killing entertainment at the moment and tv is one of the worst culprits there you go there's my there's my preaching done you know gotta gotta preach about when you're live on youtube <laughs> it's, it's a done thing um where we got yeah she's locked in the room nick didn't go on with her because weird but then the plot needed to happen as well because then the next thing they were told must go to the one person's keeping that on the tv and they come down to the thing the bottom and if you don't know you're being played with and experimented on by this point then you're a moron and you deserve to be taken out so that's what happens they're all told to go downstairs and then this gas appears because there's vent, you know, the the windows are all boarded up with this black stuff, but then there's little vents and then it starts pumping in toxic gas. Next mother's in the bathroom. He obviously gets his girlfriend out, doesn't realise on the whole thing. These, you think these doors are made out of titanium and bolted. They're flipping flimsy. Um, like standard bedroom doors. You can kick one open with a bit of force, especially if you've got a bit of a drama behind you. And the 
he spends fucking five minutes trying to kick this bloody door open. You're like, man, what is wrong with you, you weed? Uh, yeah. So what it is, he gets Angie and then realizes mum's in the bathroom and then the gas is toxic. It's not just poisonous, but it's melting the skin. And then it doesn't just melt the skin, she explodes. You're like, what the hell is this? And then, uh, fuck, it just goes daft. He sneaks down in the middle of the night to unplug the TV. And then an arm starts going off and weird stuff. And then everyone's all jumping. And then it's like, disconnecting will have consequences. And you're like, I'm bored. I know I've been bored for half an hour to 40 minutes at this point. And I'm just like, did you all die already? Oh, God. What happens next? God, I have to look at the Wikipedia page. Sorry, just the fucking ruckus plot out. He unplugs the TV. That's a fucking plot point, by the way. That's a plot point in this. Unplugging and plugging the TV back in and going, ha, 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 ha. You're like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Scott, Kate's husband, she tells him to beat her brother up and then they get in this weird fist fight. Um... And then the father gets involved, and then somebody gets he gets his fingers chopped off. I can't even remember how it happened because everyone just got Bleh! and <sighs> oh yeah, one has to be sacrificed for the baby. Yeah, because Kate gets killed, she gets pushed down the stairs, gets killed. But then the TV says one must be sacrificed to save the baby, and it just everyone just starts killing each other. Then Nick. Bashes his dad to the floor, hits him over the head of the TV. Then the TV does, yeah, I'm going to rush this because I'm, I'm, I'm getting bored with myself listening with this stupid freaking movie. Uh, TV comes to life, all tendrils going, CGI, horrible CGI tendrils, by the way. Um, wooga, 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 goes in and makes the daddy come to life, but speaks through him. You know, like Independence Day with the tentacles, that sort of shit. Um, more wooga, wooga stuff. Beats that, and then... God, what comes next? Yeah, Dad picks up an ex who's controlled by a TV now, who is apparently some sort of sentient fucking being, going, worship me, buy before me sort of thing. Um, I guess everybody gets killed. Everybody gets killed. That's that's the best way to describe it because there's a lot of daft shit going on. Um, everybody gets wiped out. And then the tentacle things go over Kate's body and then dissolve her. And then we see a baby inside a skeleton because, ooh, scary. It's only scary if there's investment. Stuff like that's only scary if there's actually investment in the characters. If you're just doing it for shock, and we we're talking about this yesterday because with Terrifier, if you're doing shock for shock horror's sake, it has no effect. And this is a perfect example. Having his mother explode with his gas, having the, the grandpa die for no reason, the stupid fights, they're doing shock for shock's sake. So they're using the horror medium. The um, It's like putting a load of garnish on a shitty made plate of food. No, no one somebody gets like it looks like a tree, like a look at all the broccoli and parsley and stuff to hide the fact they made something crap. That's what they're doing in this movie. They're using horror effects, the sort of whitewash over the top or plaster over the cracks of this useless plot. Um Yeah, and that's it. Then the baby's looking her and the thing does oh another it brings down another TV. That's what it does. It brings down another small, like portable TV, the old portable TVs back in the day. Um, and then it comes to life. Shine sparkly lights the baby go, worship me. Then we get the pattern shot of the neighborhood that we see all these tendrils over houses. And that's it. The words come to an end, the the end, or whatever the hell happened. God, this is um this film is shit. <laughs> it is proper crap. Um, it's not even funny. Like I've watched some bad movies, and the, you've been able to giggle at them. This because it's trying to take itself too seriously, and because it has absolutely no character, 
development. It's got 90 minutes to do it, so there's plenty of time. Um, nobody's there's no chemistry between anybody, and even a dysfunctional family have some sort sort of thing that brings them together. In fact, adversity is usually the thing. Like you, you go to some scummy family and you punch one of them, you have the rest of the family will turn on you, even though they were beating the heads out of each other five minutes before you arrived. That's the way even dysfunctional families work. This is there. No chemistry between the actors, no skill. Uh, waste of a good. The one good actor in this who's playing grandpa is an absolute. Is wasted, and that's it. Um, don't waste your time. I know I put the link in the description, but yeah, uh, you'll you'll forget it. Like this will be forgotten. It's just. Uh, I think this is a made for TV movie that just appears in the channel one night, and you have it on the background. You kind of. You wake up and you go make about 10 cups of tea just to do anything but watch a movie and you can't be bothered changing the channel. That's what this is. Um, so there you go. There's my review. Um, it was a good story before 8 to 10 episode TV. Yeah, a miniseries. Um, yeah, let's not talk about Lord of the Rings TV shows. Um, let's not go there. Ugh. Uh... God, I saw um, the promo interviews for that and the clips. <laughs> oh my god! And the funniest thing was those super fans they brought on to talk about that show. None of them actually watched it because all their Instagrams and stuff afterward not mentioned in the show after they took part in that um, promo advert. So there you go. There is a tempest in me. Oh. Ah, this was hard work. Tonight I actually had the work to do this. Normally I don't see this as work. I see it as a fun hobby. This was hard work. Um, I've only done that with... <laughs> uh, I've only done that with a few videos uh, where it's actually fucking painful to come on here and talk about it. And this is definitely one of them. Yeah, don't waste your time. It's... Uh... Yes, Chris, she triggered me. I'm triggered. Ah... Do you know what? If it's your thing, it's your thing. If that's what you're into, good luck to you. Um, obviously still wearing Velcro shoes. Just put it out there, you know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, um as much as I'm a fan of horror, this was not this was not horror. It's not even bad horror. It's just there. Um do you know what this actually represents? The current blandness of the UK. We are plagued, and it's been it's been this way for like almost a couple of decades now. We have been infected with beigeness. This is a beige country full of beige bland people. And if you think of land, how many how many YouTubers get on and have a bit of personality about them, or like anything weird or cookie, you know, there's not many. Um, there's a lot of bland, like a lot of people come on, like from the UK, a lot of people come on here and talk about politics and be like pseudo news readers. That's about it. It's fucking boring. Um, there's no spark anymore. And this actually represents the sadness in our society. I think it's actually a good hold up the mirror of the fucking business and blandness of the UK that we are suffering through right now. And to think that we had the swinging 60s and uh, Britpop and bringing some of the best music uh, the world's ever known and freaking Industrial Revolution. I mean, there was thinkers, there was creators uh, with some of the best poets in the world. And now we're fucking beige. That's this movie. That's, um, it is a thin line, but it's all about the creator. What it is, I think, horror seems to be, for wannabe filmmakers, they see it, and this is the mistake, because you can tell the difference between someone who, uh, it's the same as these blogs, in fact, you can see it in the modern day with the blogs and magazines. You can tell the difference between somebody getting into one of these magazines as an intern, waiting to make it, 
you know, this is only a temporary gig until I make it, and an actual fan who's invested in the material. And you've seen this not just in horror, but you've seen it in video games, sci-fi, fantasy. You've got these beige people, they're bland, and they're wanting to get the real job. And I think a lot of people who make horror movies for their first ones who aren't actually horror fans, um, that's all they're doing. They're using the genre because you can make horror movies cheaply. And there's a very forgiving fan base. You look at some of the reviews I've done and movies, you probably watched and you'll cringe at them and I'm laughing going, this is brilliant. I love this. This is funny. Um, We're a very forgiving audience in the horror genre because we know that the amount of money it would take for the special effects, for example, because horror is a very visual, mental uh, medium. Um, So the amount of money it would take to do it right would be phenomenal, and we understand that. And we also understand as well, to get that sort of money would mean the people who would provide it wouldn't want it to be horror. And the perfect example I'll give every time is the Hellraiser series. If Hellraiser was to be done in its truest form, you know, most people wouldn't be able to watch it. Especially, you know, and people putting money into it to try and bring in, like, the general audience aren't going to want to see it. It's full glory, so to speak. So there's that tightrope. But because movies generally are done cheaply and they're accepted and you can get an audience... There's a lot of unscrupulous people who just want to showcase it, make a movie for the sake of making a movie in the horror genre because they'll know at least they'll get a few watches and I'll get talked about. And then they're just waiting for their chance to move on and forget about it. It's when you see like The Witch, Event Horizon, Terrifier, when you see the people behind that have an actual passion to tell a story and even with a limited budget, the Exorcist. There was a vision there. Wes Craven. There's a, there's an example. He's, uh, I think he's the one responsible for bringing horror to the masses. You know, in the mainstream and getting appreciation for it. If it wasn't for likes of Wes Craven, uh, I don't think modern audiences would even know horror exists. Even though it's been around since um, we celebrated Nosferatu's hundredth anniversary um, towards the end of last year. Um, there is actually a reason for that, and it's not arrogant, it's just, um, most British actors come from a theatre background, and performing arts, so they have to, you know, they have to cut their teeth on stage in front of a live audience, where it seems to be in American TV, that's not the case, and other countries, it's not the case, but in uh in the UK in particular, it's on the stage first, and most actors, even for TV, won't even be considered unless they come from a theatre background. And that's uh that's kind of what it is. It's that sort of learning to walk before you run. You know, it's holding your craft with minimum props or no props, and using your body and voices. Um. I actually wish I'd done more drama when I was younger, but I went to a really rough school and I would have got the melt knocked out of me. Um, having a creative streak <laughs> it was not a good thing in East Belfast in the 80s. Just put it like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're very conformist. But yeah, that's the thing. Um, that's the kind of background you have to go. And it's hard work. Uh, even if you've been in a school play or something, you know yourself, rem- remembering your lines, there's no outtakes, you have to you have to go for the whole performance. Uh, did that in school, you know, I was, I was a mirror in Snow White. <laughs> I was able to cheat because I had my lines tucked behind, you know, it was a wooden cutout of the mirror <laughs> and I had my lines uh, sort of pasted at the back so I could cheat, but no one else could, you know, you're out in the front of the stage, you could glance quickly at your lines for the next scene, but that's I think that's the difference. It's just a, a training thing. Uh, you probably find as well if you look at your 
look at American actors, the ones that probably do a lot better are the ones that have a theater background and then go into TV. It's always interesting to see how, how somebody got to where they are. But um, what's ruined is, is Hollywood. The Hollywood star has actually ruined uh, creativity. That's the fast food chain. Yeah, um, that's it. It's just, uh, it's not like magical powers or anything. It's just that the, the sort of background. But I think more people are twigging on that to have a, a theater background. And like I said, have a look at your the actors that actually character act, you know, portray characters. Um, you'll probably find that they do. Your action stars, the ones that, you know, come, oh God, don't even start me like wrestlers. Uh, I hate wrestling. I despise it, the whole shape behind it. It's just like, bad porn uh without any good bits um but those sort of people get elevated up just because their physicalities look at the superhero genre you know they're all just go to the gym for six months and then run in front of a green screen you're not going to get anything there um and your vectors in fact look at look at that for example you've actors from all over the world and they're all equally as bad and even ones that um I think Benedict Cumberbatch is Benedict Cumberbatch, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. Oh shit, they're all British. Oops. Um, I'm struggling. I'm kind of I'm kind of trying to argue against the point, and I'm proving it. Uh, I do apologize, but look at the superhero ones. The ones that um, actually do better portrayal of characters tend to. Um, Hugh Jackman. There's an example. He comes from the stage. He's Australian. Um, there you go. Look at his, uh, look at his character development. And in between uh, the Wolverine movies, he was playing the Miserable, you know, and singing. So, sadly, he's become a senile old fart and got political. You know, so he ruined his own legacy there. Silly man. What's funny is. Um, Everyone used to compare him, obviously, to, uh... oh, my God, Kirk. Help. I am not going to forget who plays Captain Kirk. Canadian. Oh, my God, I'm just having a brain fart. William Shatner. Ugh. William Shatner is like about has a good ten years on him. He's in his nineties and he's sharp as a tack. And Patrick Stewart practically see now. Nah, that's right. I got there. <laughs> I got there myself. <laughs> Flip sake. Oh god, that's that's bad, isn't it? That's really bad. That's where it's nearly bedtime for Colm. <laughs> um, yeah, he's sharp as a tack, and. There's Patrick Stewart just kind of doddering about the place. So there you go. Um, I don't even know where else to go with this. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad I've stopped talking about this movie. It's terrible. But yeah, it's interesting to see the... I like to know the hows and whys. And this is a difficult thing to do on social media. Everything's all argumentative. And this is the best, that's the best. And nobody wants to talk about hows and whys. On social media, and this is part of the reason I do this as well, because it's good to... Like formulate thoughts and talk about things and look behind the screen, so to speak, you know, behind the curtain like the wizard of was. Um all you get is British actors better, no or not. Nah, nah. And nobody cur nobody tries to think why. Why is something more appealing? What what are the stages that somebody goes through to get there? Um, why does somebody make better content than somebody else, for example, on YouTube? He's Welsh. Um, you, if you watch, what is it? The rise, something, the rising, the empire of the rising sun, I think it is, where he's a child actor. You can see Christian Bale with his original Welsh accent, and you'll be shocked. Yeah, he's British, he's Welsh, not English, he's, uh, um, but to actually hear him with his original, uh, Welsh accent's really funny. 
Here's one for you as well. Catherine Zeta Jones, obviously you know she's British, but if you if you go to the archives and look up a series called The Darning Buds of May, and you'll see her in one of her first acting roles with uh, David Jason in their proper West Country Yorkshire accents. Um that's well worth the check out. <laughs> God, I'll have to look at it again. Um Yeah, I'm trying to I'm really struggling because I was about to say Gary Oldman, but he's British too. <sighs> Tom Hardy, he's British. I'm tempted to go Google. Who are good American actors? Um, Robert Downer, Downey Jr., he's a decent actor. He's decent. Uh, he, he makes an effort. So I'll give him props. Ah, uh, God, who else? I was going to say, um, Sylvester Stallone tries to be, but his ego gets in the way. He has the potential to be actually a really good actor if he had just stopped putting himself in the center role. And when he writes stuff, he would stop putting self-inserts. He is, what I would say, wasted talent as a writer and actor. Because of his own ego. Uh, which is a shame. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's a great actor. Uh, she has played not just, uh, obviously, she's famous for Ripley and, uh, uh, God, what do you call her out of Ghostbusters? Donna. And it goes, but if you've seen her, um, she's played like spy thrillers. Um, she played a version of Snow White, she played the evil queen, and she was haunting in that. Oh, flip, even um, let's go back to comic books again. When she was in uh, what do you call them, the Defenders, she's really good. You know, she's a good actor, a good actor in American one, uh, who's versatile and plays different roles. And morphs into uh, what she does. There's and that's that's always a trick is not just to be the star and come forward. Something Brad Pitt. He's actually uh, no Bradley Cooper. There's an underrated American actor, isn't he American? He's not Canadian. Bradley Cooper. There's a really good actor. There you go. There's there's someone who uh, isn't afraid to play. Bit parts. I think the movie that ruined him was the A Team, because then he got this whole because he's playing Templeton Pack. Uh he really hammed up that. Yeah, as I said, Robert Downey Jr. I said him. He's a he is actually a decent actor. Um, Johnny Depp's a weird one. Um, I would put him in the same league as Keanu Reeves. That they're kind of. You don't go to watch their characters. You go to watch them. So you don't go to a Keanu Reeves movie to see what character Keanu Reeves plays because he just plays the same character every movie he does. You just go because it's a pleasure watching him doing what he does. Um, Bob Odenkirk, there's a good actor. He's American, isn't he? Bob Odenkirk, he's a, he's a great um, character actor. Uh, especially if you've seen uh, Nobody, that was uh, that was a fantastic movie. I know. Uh, I mean, you see him going from his comedy stuff, the Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and then, in fact, there's versatility right there. He goes from a, being a bit character in a TV show to hosting the spinoff, and made the spinoff just as good, better in some ways, but just as good as the main show. Because of his acting, if he hadn't have been on the game, uh, he'd have fallen apart. You know what I mean? The show would have just been a you know another lazy spin-off and written off. Um, God, who else was going to say there? Oh my God, I had their name in my... I wouldn't go say Wayne Defoe. He's a bit cookie, but not... It was the same. Yeah, Brian Cranston, that's who he was going to come up with next. I know these aren't technically. I know he's not technically a movie actor, but he has. You know he has been in movies. But we'll just talk about actors in general. Um, Brian Cranston's another uh, really good actor. 
uh, he throws himself in their rules, and he hasn't just he hasn't just uh, rested on his laurels with Breaking Bad. You know, he was already doing comedy stuff and it built a name for himself. Um, so uh, there you go. He's diversified around. Um, yeah, he's he's one that's grown into himself. Like some of his early stuff. Um, was uh like a bit ropey. Oh god, um did you see the third Bill and Ted movie? That was sad. That was sadness in a uh if it's still dead movie cans, that was sadness in a can. Oh my god, that was such a tragedy. I, I was weeping towards the end because I was just like, why why do you just do it to yourself? She's don't need the money. Um if you need to pay rent, crowdfund and we'll do it. You don't you didn't need to do it to yourselves. Oh, that was so sad. Um, but yeah, he's he grew into himself in uh sort of later years, and yeah, he's uh he's better. And like I said, we just go to see Keanu Reeves, don't we? It was tragic. Uh, this is what's made me retreat more and more into horror and not want to step into other franchises because they're just sadness. It's just sadness on screen. But I didn't make the point. You made the point. Don't blame me. You made the point. I was actually trying to disprove your point and be on your side and go, here's some good American ones and we're sitting to scratch your head. Don't put this on me. Rewind this after it's done. And we'll uh, be like, nee, 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 nee. <laughs> Oh my word! Ah, uh, you gotta laugh. God, these reviews are getting longer. But <laughs> the reviews kind of just <laughs> sort of in the middle now. It's becoming like a whole live stream ramp, which is uh, yeah, stuff. That's what we're here to have a laugh, Arma. But yeah, uh it's. I think it's just hard today. To find because let's go back to like the Humphrey Bogart, um, Don Johnson. I'd say um, Denzel. There's a fantastic actor, Denzel Washington. There's um, there's somebody that doesn't make a big, you know, he doesn't make waves, and he has played all sorts of roles. He is so diverse, and his uh, his ability and the roles he morphs into, and he's he just goes about it with quiet professionalism, but yet. Everybody, he's one of them under the radar sort of actors that people forget about him. And then Daniel Washington, oh yeah, I absolutely love him. And then you rattle off about ten movies he was in, um, but he's not, he's not there in your face like uh, most, uh, like most Hollywood actors. Um, God, that's uh, I just love the way Derek's character just noped out of it <laughs> and left his partner to his fate. He's like, nah, I'm going to drink and watch TV and I'm done. <laughs> or listen to radio. You know, I just love the way he's like, nah, you're on your own. Crack on. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, that's why role playing's fun. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I should really just do it maybe once a week to do a general live stream and maybe talk about random stuff, but then that's what the monthly talk spot's about, but unfortunately because of Cameron's schedule, we're going to do it that time in the morning, because he's he is up to his, he runs his own business, he's up to his eyes, and he's in school, I'm sure you heard um, and it's probably hard to get hold of him then obviously time zone differences, because we're now half 10 10.30pm here, so I had to get up at 6, so probably uh, time marches on here you know but yeah, um definitely want to get people on to general i'm trying to get thing i'm getting more youtubers involved and people that contribute to the show i'm trying to use the reviews just a, a springboard to get more people coming on so we can just chew the fat and riff a bit and talk about horror but more and talk about general stuff because there's nothing like this there's other franchises do it but horror doesn't seem to horror seems to be hyper focused and people that do podcasts seem to like super focused on one thing and I don't know, it's hard to break the mold. 
I, I kind of want to. I just get crazy ideas, and then I have to get put back in my box because I realize the amount of time and effort it takes to make it happen. <laughs> but there you go, right? There's an R. Flip's sake, an R to do a review of a shitty movie that I forgot about ten minutes into it. Ah, <laughs> oh, fun times. This is a this is a fun thing to do. Um, Chris, Mike, thank you for being in the chat. Um, great uh, getting your feedback. Everyone else that's watching via. Uh, Facebook and YouTube, and kind of see your wee, excuse me, your eyeballs flashing up there. Uh, sorry, touch of wind. <laughs> um, yeah, really appreciate it. Um, we're starting to grow, and people are taking notice, and starting to get. I love engagement. I love having a laugh. That's what it's all about here. I'm trying to get away from this antagonism business of me, me, me. You have to be in this team or that team. That's that's boring as hell. Let's uh, let's enjoy ourselves. And uh, thanks, you always. Uh, whenever you see a live stream coming up, uh, more than welcome to jump on. Join us in the chat. Uh, once again, have a laugh. Keep up with the channel. All the other stuff we're doing. And until next time, keep it creepy. Keep it horrific.